0: everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is May 9th, 2022.
1: Big right. big birthdays today. Yeah, a couple of them. We'll get to those in just a second. Dave, okay, go ahead. You determine the pace. I will. Dave, <laughs> take a look at this right here. What am I holding in my hand? A Don Winslow book. What's it called? I don't know. Your hand's right in front of the fucking title. Oh, well, sorry. You big know. fat fingered motherfucker. <laughs> uh, City on Fire. Number one uh, book this week It's out, and guess, guess how I got it?
0: Um, I'm guessing you used your uh, your poll on the show and you said, Don, I need a book.
1: I did not get this one from Don. It was sent to me and it arrived today by former Padre and Chargers announcer Ted Leitner. Really? Yeah. And I was just wondering, you're a guy who gets a lot of things in the mail from Ted. And I was just wondering if you could reflect back on, on what was the most meaningful. Because for me, this is probably it. This is amazing. This and, is it?
0: Well, this out of everything is- Ted's given you?
1: Yeah, this is awesome. He knows uh, Ted and I have a, we like mysteries. Yes. And uh, and he texted me last week. He said, hey, he knows I'm friends with Don. Yeah. And he said, Don's new book is great. And I said, fantastic. He goes, give me your address. I'm going to send it to okay. you. And that's I said, nice. that's incredible. So as you reflect
0: back. Well, t- well just so you know, Ted sent me a box of these candy a few years ago. Well, that's nice. nice. Last thing he said to me was, I can't believe he didn't send a car for me. That was hurtful. Oh, that was here. <laughs> well, that was hurtful.
1: I uh, I brought
0: that down today. What you, why, why do you start a show of kicking me in the nuts? I don't because, understand. Why because, do you hurt
1: me the way you do? Well, it's going to get even better. Because as soon as I, I saw this and I knew this came from Ted, and I knew right now that in the win column for you from Ted, you have zero. <laughs> and I thought back to the day. I know this was a tough day. I've always for been you. an Edinburgh guy. Yeah, I knew this was a tough day for you, but I happened to be there on the day you were let go from Ashley Schaefer's Kia dealership. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that Ashley Schaefer said to you on your way out was, walk on out of here, you big bag of shit. <laughs> and I, that's exactly how I felt when the package arrived today from Ted. I sure do like your muscle shirt. <laughs> Walk on out of here, you big piece of shit. And I said, that's how Dave's going to feel right now. When I show him, I'm just going to leave this here. Go so ahead. good. Did, what do you write in it? He didn't write the book. He's not going to sign the book. He
0: should have wrote it to you, Jeff, because you're a deep, dear friend of mine. And I know your name's not John, <laughs> the way Jerry used to call you. I thought you'd enjoy this book, your friend, Ted Leitner.
1: I love your Ted. Your
0: kid's writing the books for you, right?
1: They do all the time. And the nice thing was... I told Ted, I said have you read Matt Coyle? Yeah. He goes, "Ah, I need to." And Coyle sent him a book today, and there I you know go. Ted will love it. So Coyle was all had the jelly legs. Ah, the book I have it's the dust covers all beat up. I'm like, "Ted doesn't give a shit. Send him the book." So Matt did and uh that was great. So, so I got
0: to- Okay, here you go. It's, might come off bad when I ask this question. Yeah. Who's a more
1: well-known author? Oh, Don. Don Matt would tell you that. But I'll tell you this about Coyle. I'm reading a book right now called Hard Cash Valley. And it was New York Times called it one of the best mysteries of 2020. Comes with all this hype. And I'm reading it. And I called Coyle today. Because I said, you have to talk to other authors when you're reading some of these books. And go, this book is shit. The (laughs) book I'm currently reading... It could rally and be good. But right now, it's it sucks because it's so cliche. There's always some big argument between the lead character and the, it's either the estranged wife or this guy, he's retired uh, law enforcement and he gets called on to a case and there's an FBI guy running the case that doesn't like this guy coming in. And I said to Coyle, Shocked that there's tension between the fucking lead character and the FBI guy. Because we never see that. And I go, that's the thing I love about Coyle's books, man. They just keep rolling. There's no bullshit. And that's why I said to Matt, I go, it's such an underappreciated skill that he has. I go, if you go to these conferences, you should tell guys, stop trying so hard. Like, just write this story. There doesn't always need to be conflict. And there doesn't always have to be some toothless kid. (laughs) always some little shithead in there, just complicating the storyline. There's a kid in this book, right? Hold on. Okay, look, I've never, I'll be honest, I've never
0: read a mystery novel in my life, ever. Really? Never. Some of them, Coyle's books are great, and you would like those because they all take place in San Diego. Like, I'm a law and order guy, okay? Oh, yeah, perfect. I I love law and order. Well, there you go. Well, I've learned... That it's never the person you see first or the person you see second or third. Right. There's a time frame. It's like when you're a kid, you figure out in Scooby-Doo, it's the person you see first is going to be the person that's the bad guy. I like that. Yeah. Okay. In Law & Order, it is exactly, now that I tell you the, the secret here, it's exactly 40 minutes in on every show. That's when we. Whoever they have at forty minutes, that's who it is. At then.
1: Oh, I like that. Dick Wolf
0: didn't fucking know you'd (laughs) solve the Rubik's cube. But I still watch it. I still, I'm still into all these. I can't stop. I record three of them a week. No shit. Well, you would love. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you. My next next question is: When you read these, yeah, is it the last chapter you figure it out, or do they tell you beforehand and then it closes everything up?
1: Coyle does a great job, and there have been books, and I know Dan, and I know. Uh, Pete and Point Loma, and I yep. know Gavin and others would agree with me. The great thing is, man, there is shit that happens in that last chapter that you did not see coming. And it's never the toothless kid. No, that's why I told him. In this book <laughs> I'm reading now, there's some fucking kid with Asperger's in here. What? What is did he, he really doing? have Asperger's? Yes, uh, that's the worst thing to have. Why is he in here? It's the worst title for a problem ever. Right. Oh, good. So frustrating. So, anyways. <laughs> so frustrating. Again, uh, my thanks to Ted Leitner. There you go, Ted. Look at you. Teddy Ballgame. But first. Yeah, he was great. That's very nice. Uh, pretty cool, right? I, I mean,
0: Dave, all can side. So what are you going to do return the favor besides Matt Coyle? Do you have to do like a two for one? Yeah,
1: I'll have Coyle send him two books. <laughs> Get Matt picking up your business. <laughs> Matt's all giddy. He's, giddy. He's a Padre fan. Ted lo- Ted l- and Ted will love those books. That's what makes it really fun. And I think for Matt... While it's great for everybody that likes them and you should check it out and forget what Coyle said, that you can read them in any order you can. not You start with Yesterday's Echo and then Night Tremors and you're off and running. Read them in the arc, the character development of Rick Cahill, the main guy. You want to read them in order and they're great. Start with Yesterday's Echo, they're on Kindle. You can get them anywhere you shop. Although a lot of the local bookstores don't have the earlier ones. So you got to unfortunately go to Amazon.
0: Why do you say unfortunately?
1: Well, because you want to read. It'd be great if you could go to Warwick's yeah, in but- La Jolla and get get the book or Myster- Mysterious Galaxy. Actually, down by the sports arena may have them all. I like supporting local bookstores. I'm a big Amazon supporter. Well, I am too.
0: I'm a stockholder, and I'd appreciate it if everyone. Keeps well, that's fine from too. Amazon. Dave's broke.
1: <laughs> Just got fired from Ashley Schaefer Kia. <laughs> Uh, Dave mentioned it. Yes. It's a couple of big birthdays today. Yeah. We'll start with the one in San Diego. Okay. Tony Gwynn's birthday today. Yeah. And I reached out to junior. Did you? I sent him a message and I said, Hey man, I just, I want you to know I'm thinking about you. And I just told him the story about the resume and you know, his dad just doing that. And he sent me a really nice message. He said, I appreciate you doing this. He said, "Uh, I didn't know this one and this, kind of helps me get through the day. Oh, cool. He goes, hearing stories like this. But, you know, it's just, I mean, you saw it. Did you see that that piece, that that junior voice for Valley Sports? It's I, on Twitter. No, I didn't. Dave, it's it so good. It's just so good. And, and it's, you know, it's junior talking about his dad, yeah. right? But I think anybody who's a parent, and Dave, you'll understand this, right? If people come up to your kid and they tell your kid, not only that they like you, yeah, but maybe something that your parent did for them yeah. or a memory that your parent was part of? Wow. And Junior was on with Annie pregame and said people have stopped him all day. And he oh, said, yeah. a couple of years ago, this is a very tough day. And he said, now it's becoming more of a day of celebration of my dad. And oh, he said cool. it means a lot to him. His mom threw out the first pitch. Yeah. His sister sang the anthem today, so... Uh, you saw Manny Machado wearing the jersey that they gave out today on the, around the infield. Cool. A lot of the players were wearing them the other day, so
0: pretty cool. And then Manny, I heard, took it right off, when the cameras turned. Yeah, that's a Manny move. Sold. Selfish. It. Look, no, seriously. You son of a bitch. Oh, You son of a bitch. I, a fucking... I got a Manny story for you, but I, I can't tell it on there. Right. It's not going to put him a good light. Oh, sure. The only reason I you always have these. The only reason I can't share it is because it's, it's false. No, it's not that. i will probably get the person fired at Petco Park. They'll probably track my story down. Yeah. Tell me yeah, right now. I'm, I'm just going to say, he's not Tony Gwynn. Okay? Okay. We'll I'll, see. I'll leave, well, I'll leave it around this. I'll talk around it. When Tony fucking played and Tony was, was when no one was watching, was there at 145 in the afternoon.
1: All right. Trevor Hoffman,
0: same thing. The two best players on the team, the two Hall of Famers were there yeah. between 130 and 1:45. Is that right?
1: What time does Max Muncy get there? I don't know about Max Munch. Well, then Max don't, you is, worry about your team. Well, Max
0: Munch doesn't make $300 fucking million. Uh, yeah,
1: for a reason. If
0: it was Freddie Freeman doing it, I would lazy. say straight out, what the fuck's Freddie Freeman doing?
1: Time's I'm just fuck. saying, it's what okay time, to be on time. It's okay not to be
0: the last guy on the team to the, to the park every fucking day. Oh,
1: I hope your guy gets fired right okay. now, Big Mouth. Well, there you go. You That's great. Maybe he well, can help him get a job. Can ask Maybe he can use you as a reference. That'll work out really good for him. Tell him I'll send him a Don Winslow book and get over it.
0: Fuck off. It's the way it is. Your hero
1: can't tell time. Where, where the fuck using user reference could anybody get a job? It works. Chapman University. The only guy, is Steve I don't Quiz. Really why are you
0: taking a shot at Chapman for? That's a beautiful college. Because
1: <laughs> the only guy I ever asked you to be a reference was Steve Quiz. <laughs>
0: Steve Quiz. Why take a shots at Steve?
1: Oh, enough of him. Just selfies. Steve. Hey, I'm here at oh Saddleback God. College. Are you burning
0: every goddamn relationship in this town? If you're going to ride the Ted relationship all the way to the end, you're picking the wrong horse. Good Lord. What's going on here? <laughs> Steve Quiz. I wait till he finds out that he became enemy number one.
1: <laughs> I'm out here at Saddleback College for the swim meet. Watch us on ESPN 9. Or What oh The fuck is that? Put the phone down. Jesus. Work on Don't your. Don't be afraid to play
0: the long game, my friend. Work on Steve your. Steve is like fifty-two years old. Work. He's not even that. Work on your spotting board. Jesus. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about unless you're in the business. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. All uh, right. Hold on. I thought we were complimenting Tony here. How did this well, turn Well, I was, plate?
1: and then you start ripping on Manny because you're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are.
0: All right. So look, as far as, as Tony goes, yeah, he's he's the most famous San Diegan ever. He right. Say whatever you want about Ted Williams. I understand he's from San Diego, but when people think about Ted Williams across the country, most don't know he's from San Diego.
1: Other than every caller to coach his show, nobody in this fucking town knew Ted Williams. Did no offense to those people, man.
0: But oh. I'll tell you what, I flipped on his show today because I did want to hear Tony's stories. Oh. oh, my God. This is why in radio they tell you do not take callers. I swear. These colours were the worst I've ever fucking heard ever.
1: There there used to be a home on on El Camino Real at La Costa, yeah. and it was a home for people suffering with dementia. I honestly feel like we could go up there with this goddamn setup and plug in and just hand the microphone around the circle. Did you have a story you wanted to share, Esther? What? And I feel like we'd get a better 11 minutes than what you get daily from fucking 110 to 120 on that show. Well, hello, John. Yeah, I got to tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you the other thing. Ah, I probably shouldn't I'll tell, tell you it. the other
0: thing. <laughs> I heard a caller today. Yeah. After all of them are shit, I'm like, all right, I'm going to flip back on. That's has to get better than this. I remember I was in Yuma.
1: Oh, my was God. Wasn't well, it fun?
0: And it was a hot day, and Tony Gwynn is hitting baseball after baseball. And all I kept thinking was, and now you're like, oh, here comes the good part of the story. Yeah. I got to get back to the Motel 6 because <laughs> it is hot. Red Roof fed baby. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck? The story went nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. I got to get back to the Motel 6. You're watching Tony Gwynn all by yourself.
1: He had this asshole on the other day, and he talked to this guy and talked to this guy, and I'm like, well, I hope he resets who the fuck the interview is because this guy is just droning on and on and on. And then, you know, one time I saw Bill Walton and Bill Walton. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Right? I'm like, Don Casey? I don't think Don Casey's even alive anymore. Who is he talking to? Hey, Ron, thanks so much for sharing those stories. Hey, that was fun. For who? (laughs) God. That was fun. That's what he always says. I got to tell you, though. I keep coming back for more. Yeah. So they're like, well, go ahead, give a shit, dummy. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow at twelve twenty. I'm like, this show sucks. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck.
0: I hope Kevin and Chulovica calls in tomorrow. I really enjoyed that.
1: Hey Fuck. that hey, Kevin, that's good. Good insight. That's what he always says about Kevin. Hey, we've had some good conversation today. Name one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know, my, my biggest fear.
0: Oh, my God, dude. What my biggest,
1: My biggest fear is three weeks yeah. from today, I fly from San Diego to Dallas and then Dallas to Toronto. Okay. My biggest fear is, like, luckily, I've already booked my flights, and I'm fine, but I'm just waiting. A month later, I have to go to Atlantic City. I guarantee you on that goddamn flight, because I think I'm flying straight yeah. from San Diego to Atlantic City. I guarantee I'll end up in the middle seat and somebody playing the role of coach will be in the window and somebody playing the role of Kevin will be on the aisle. And these two assholes will just talk all flight. And I will just pray to God that a a child of Jack Kevorkian is in front of me. Can you please, Hey, I don't mean to kick your seat. I'm not being rude. Can I respectfully ask you to just murder me? Right here on the plane. Here. Here's my vein. You can see it. Just put that fucking needle in. You can have my goddamn mini drink when it comes by. Hey, yeah, I remember too. I wonder if Juan Benilla could play today. Fuck! Hey, that was fun. Just minutes on end. Now, poor fucking Braden. I didn't even realize. Oh, Braden's miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless Braden. Yeah. Like we used to tease Braden. Fuck, he's in there doing. Dude, who's it's got a tough for the money? Braden's inner monologue
0: has to be saying "Fuck me" all for four hours. Right. Right. Fuck me. Fuck me,
1: <laughs> buddy. I got you. <laughs> I I took me a while to catch. Like Dave yeah. said. Right, like that—that that Law and Order, forty minutes in. Yeah. Goddamn, Brayden, my apologies. It—I didn't catch it at forty minutes. I caught it at fifty-two minutes, and by then they're rolling the credits. Fuck, that's on me. Hand up, own it, Dave. Get your hand up. I'm with you. God damn it, Brayden. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, that's on us. Yeah. We were usually a little quicker than that. We weren't. We weren't on this one. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be listening again. Of course, I will. I'll be listening again. We should just start a GoFundMe for Braden, just so he could. <laughs>
0: the kid will be shocked.
1: Started a It'll fucking GoFundMe. He just get a weekend on uh, Kumba. the hot springs.
0: Is the opening still my, his young sidekick, Braden?
1: Is, is I, I still, never. Is they still, open at ten. I, okay. I never. Isn't
0: is the show though? Is called the John Quintero Show. Yeah. Okay, it's not like he's a co-host. I thought they no. were setting it
1: up for him to be a co-host. He what? <laughs> he
0: talks half the time.
1: Yeah, but uh, no. Okay. Did I... coach tell uh, Tony's stories today?
0: Yeah, I think everybody in San Diego was doing Tony stories. Everybody in cool. Hartman was doing Tony's stories this morning. They're, they all were. How uh, Everybody was doing Tony's stories. What, what
1: did Steve take credit for in Tony's career?
0: He's the one that said number 19 would be a good number on you. Probably. That's what he said. He goes, it's it's becoming of you, and I think you should wear 19.
1: Tony was going to wear 64. Yeah, that's right. And, and then Steve talked yeah. him into 19. Yeah,
0: he was going to stay with, like I think, 52, the number they originally gave him, and then said 19 is the number. And he said, all right, Steve.
1: Who's done more for this town <laughs> and so and proud. really doesn't draw any attention to themselves, Steve or Kevin Kernan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, Kevin, Kevin's favorite, my favorite thing, Kevin, is he just saw everything coming. He'll tell you, yeah. I, as I told you before, before yeah. it happened, as I told you before. I told you Tatis was going to fall off that motorcycle twice. Oh. he's going to break his wrist when the Padres are going to wish they had him. You can go back and read it. I talked about it.
1: Hey, uh, speaking. But, of, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of Steve. Steve who? Hartman. Okay. Did you see him on Winning Time last night? No, I didn't. Where was he? Where? Where? I've missed Dude, him the entire time. When they when. They're in the car. It's sports talk radio. When they have sports talk radio on, they're listening to Steve. I've literally said this four times. It.
0: What part of the show? I erased it already off my DVR. What part of the show? I'll watch it again when it
1: replays. In the car. I think it's I mean, Kareem in the car. And they're listening to sports talk radio. They didn't I, even have sports
0: talk yeah, radio back in 79.
1: Well, they did on this show when Steve's there. <laughs> with the steamer, Bud Ferrillo. I fuck I it. what Steve got for that. I don't know. Good was, for him. Yeah, uh, but I cannot believe got money,
0: Smith. I would have been frustrated. Oh, that would have sucked.
1: How long have you known Hartman? Oh, for
0: thirty years. I, I right? Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, no, I think I met Steve in ninety, either ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Okay. Probably ninety-seven. That's yeah. twenty-five years. Yeah, yeah. How Ninety-three. The fuck,
0: Ninety-three. I met Steve.
1: Ninety-three. You don't fucking know his voice on the show.
0: You think I would? I guess
1: not. Yeah, those shows are on demand.
0: Look, we'll show up again on my you know, on my HBO a hundred times. I watched the whole damn thing. They did a bad job with the casting of Julius Irving, by the way. Yeah, they did a bad job. Yeah, everything else is pretty damn good.
1: I thought that was the guy. Did you ever watch that show with Josh Duhamel that and Jimmy Khan took place in Vegas? Nikki Cox.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Josh Mill sidekick, the security guy with the yeah. shaved head. I thought that was him, but it's not him. It's some other guy. I was like, oh, that guy was great on Las Vegas. I think his name was Mike on that show. I don't remember. But, yeah, that show, Dude, they've done a bad job with casting with a lot of guys.
0: The Spencer Haywood story is insane. Is insane Weird, right? Yeah, if you haven't watched it, I want to ruin the show for you. It's really good. By the way, who became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's in the guiding Hall of Fame. I got to finish the last drop. one. Okay. I finished it this morning. It was, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I honestly loved the whole series. I thought they did outstanding the job. Did but, you finish Ozark? You finished Ozark too. I didn't, I. Did you finish it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with you.
1: Right. The, the ending wasn't as good as Breaking Bad. I'll Not say even that. close. Yeah. Right. There were some things yeah. along the end yeah. that were pretty cool. Like the final, there were some things, but I would give it a B. That's a good, that's, that's right. Fair. Maybe even a B minus, because there are a lot of, we, we won't give anything away, but when you go into the final seven episodes of a show that's been so good, right, Dave? Yeah. Aren't you figuring it's going to be like hit after hit after hit? Yes. And you're like, man, this is really going to be exciting. And instead it was like a lot of deep tracks with a couple of hits and you go, well, all right. I
0: was waiting for this show to be over by the time I got to the last episode.
1: Unfortunately, right? Yeah, yeah. I was the same way. Yeah, it was like
0: enough. It's in enough.
1: Drag, right? Yeah. I, I, you just said Breaking Bad. I cannot think of a show recently. Sopranos to me, eh, you could go back and forth. But I think I think as time goes by, we've looked back and go pretty cool. But I remember you and I were on Free FM and the day after we we're kind of like, I don't know, man. Yeah. But that's fine. That last season was some pretty cool shit, and whether you like the last particular moment or not, whatever. But I, they got to be looking at the feedback for Ozark, right? Because people, there are people that just hate it, like flat-out hate it. I wasn't that dramatic. I'm not that wrapped into the show.
0: Jason Bateman honestly looks like he was tired of doing the show during the yes. show. Like during yes. the show, Jason Bateman looked like enough of the show.
1: Yeah, like, can I go? <laughs> I'm going to have Justine fill in for less. <laughs> So, all right, yeah, I wondered if you thought the same thing.
0: No, I did, I did. I want to go back real quick to the birthdays. Okay?
1: Yeah, for Tony? Yeah, for, so so going back real quick
0: on Tony. Tony, obviously, everyone who's lived in San Diego for the time, any if you he lived here before Tony passed, you realize how important Tony was to San yeah, Diego. Yeah, for sure. And for as much as I goof on how shitty the sports are in this town, he was the one thing, obviously, that you were proud of. And, yeah. And there wasn't a person outside of San Diego that didn't look forward to seeing Tony when the Padres would come visit. Yeah, You heard stories all the time from Chicago to Cincinnati to you name it, that Tony Gwynn was the highlight of this whole organization that lets in, in all honesty, it's been a disappointment. But Tony was the bright spot, and he was the heart and soul of this franchise in sports in San Diego, all the way back to San Diego State, and, of course, finishing at San Diego State. The
1: other birthday. Well, hang on. Hang on. Just because I I just don't want to fly over Tony, and I know people did things all day, but... There are so many things that he did that we've talked about. But, Dave, I'm going to ask you to narrow it down to two. Yeah. Because we could easily narrow it down to 19, right? But I'll narrow it down to two. The two things that I will think of when I think of him, right? Snapshot! <laughs> uh, the one that we rarely talk about was just the insane laughter. Like, everybody knows Tony's laugh, yeah. which is great. And it was always genuine. I'm disappointed that anybody listening to this did not have the opportunity to sit in Bochy's office, which was directly next to Tony's locker, which was directly next to Ricky Henderson's locker. Because, you know, Bochy has kind of that slow draw, whatever. And there were days that we were sitting there and you weren't trying to get a big quote from boats. You were just fucking around and you could not hear a word because Ricky would be in full story. Yeah. And I cannot ever imagine hearing Tony laugh at the level that he laughed. Like, like Ricky Henderson was his kryptonite. He could not take it. And Ricky knew it. And they would just sit there like two little kids in the back of the class And you would just go to hang out with Boach, but it was because you couldn't go sit there because then, who the fuck's this asshole? Yeah. But if you were in Boach's office, they weren't paying attention to you and that would turn them and, oh my God, right? It's funny
0: thing is you have two Hall of Famers, mega stars. Yes. And I think, I don't know. Both at the end of their career. Both at the end of their career, they both admired each other. Yes. Like I've been in, the room and I've been at dinner tables with guys who are major league baseball stars, but yeah. there's always a pecking order Yeah, of the guy with the better career runs the table. Yeah. It always goes that way. Guys will always sit there and say that guy was better than me. And it's weird to see personalities of guys when they're by themselves that were stars to all of a sudden change a little bit when there's someone that had a better career. Yeah. And I, I've watched this numerous times, but with those two, there was admiration for, for, for each other. Oh, huge. You know what I mean? And huge. Tony did it with one team. Ricky was with a million teams. Yeah. You know? And it was it was interesting. Ricky knew it was Tony's franchise. Yeah. But Tony still looked at him with admiration. It was, Absolutely. It was, it was, it was the really, It was a really strange dynamic, not in a weird way, but uh, uh, almost amazing to watch of going two of the best players to ever play this great game that we love, and they're just sitting there talking talking shit and talking about basketball and talking about other things that were so damn funny and Tony would always just give you the look like he's fucking a little crazy
1: you yeah, know
0: but he, not 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 like he's a jerk crazy he's just fucking crazy
1: but he I'm telling you man you would sit in there and you would hear a different Tony laugh that yeah. was unbelievable like he could not get enough of it and every day it was like you know, the Netflix comedy stuff has been going, right? So Kevin Hart's in town, Dave Chappelle, right, doing all these different things. Yeah. And uh fuck, Tony like every day got an hour of stand up of the Ricky Henderson oh, show. Yeah. yeah. And it was he I don't know, I just remember wondering like what the dynamic would be when Ricky came here, right? Like would he fit in with that group? And I remember asking whether it was Tony or Ashby or maybe both of them, what it was like. And they were like, they were all kids. They all loved him, even though he was close in age to Tony. But they just, and Ricky just blended in everywhere he went. Ricky was hard to understand. And he talked in the
0: third person. He sounded like he was a cartoon character.
1: Yeah, but uh, Ricky was so incredibly cool to everybody. And when we were at the last Raiders game, Josh Rosenberg and I just goofing around out in the parking lot trying to buy a ticket. We're not finding the ticket anyway. And we're out in that parking lot. We're over by Oracle Arena. And as we're over there by Oracle Arena, yeah. here comes Ricky with uh, two guys and fucking stopped and took pictures and shaked hands and hugging everybody. That's cool. Yeah. uh, uh, Just incredible. He and was. I loved him, man. He,
0: he was so goddamn funny. And he... I'm glad he ended up being cool because it, there was an intimidation factor, I think, from guys like you and me and different media members yeah. of what kind of person he was going to be, you know? Yeah. And so he was, he ended up being great. Kevin Brown, I thought, was great. And there was a lot of people, he was. A lot of people that were freaked out Loved by them. him. Can you name, how many teams can you name that Rick Anderson played for? Oh, let me see here. Okay, here I'm curious to know. Thank do you, you have them all in front of you? I do. I have them all in front of me, and I want to know if you can name his last team. Okay. Oakland, obviously. Yeah. Oakland a few times. Yeah. Yankees. Yep. Yeah. Angels? Uh, I want to go through. Hold on. Yes. Toronto? Yes.
1: Uh, I got to think about it. Uh, obviously, San Diego. Yep. Um, I don't believe he wasn't ever on the. Yeah, let me think. Dude, it's pretty hard. How many more do I have? Boston? See. Boston, yes. How many more? Three do, more. Three more? Okay. Let me see. I didn't think
0: you'd get Boston, by the way.
1: Yeah, you know, Boston. Um, I'm just trying to go east to west. Uh, Mets. Yes, um, that was a famous playoff game. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm gonna say Cleveland. No. Okay. Who were the others? Seattle. God, I was gonna say Seattle, but I didn't think he was there. Okay. Yeah. Remember that was the whole John Oliver thing. Oh, right. Of course. I was just
0: thinking about that shit. You wanna- <laughs> Yes, Tom
1: Oliver. And oh, but I was the, thinking that was in Toronto. I yeah. guess that's what I was thinking. Why, okay.
0: why, why he wears the helmet? It could have been. He played with him. I think three yeah. times. Yeah. Why he wears the helmet in the, in the field? And he talks about the brain injury he had. Yeah. And he goes, "I used to play with a guy in New York. Had the same thing." He goes, "That was me. We were teammates, Ricky." Jesus. <laughs> okay. Can you name the last team he played for?
1: Uh, Two
0: thousand three. He's forty-four years old.
1: I remember when we saw him with the Surf Dogs, but I don't think that counts. I'm going to say the Giants. Dodgers. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with the Dodgers in uh, 2003. Just amazing. At the end of the... When it was all said and done with Ricky, this is what I always felt about Ricky. Ricky could control a whole game by himself. Like, he was that good of a player. Yeah. And Ricky took a lot of days off. There were times Ricky wouldn't play. And Tony Lusa drive Tony Lusa crazy. Do you remember the whole thing? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you taking yourself out of the lineup for? You play every day, you're an everyday player. But at the end... Ricky wanted to play and they wouldn't let him play. Uh, like he, he had the opportunity when he was healthy where they wanted him to play more. Cats in the cradle. That's it. Fuck. And there you go. And then at the Harry end, Chapin knew. he's just hanging out and he's knocking on the door to play for somebody. And here he is. And so, uh, yeah, Ricky Henderson in San Diego was a lot of well,
1: fun. Well, that was the first one. And then the second memory that I will have for Tony, like so many people had, you just kind of have your own private um, memory of him. But right when I was, I think we had just, uh, no, we were engaged. We are engaged. I was just getting ready to get married, 2007. And Tony's coaching over at San Diego State. So I take uh, my fiance, Vita, at the time, and we go over to see him. I, and she's like, oh, we can't go over there. Do you have to make an appointment? I go, what? It's San Diego State baseball game. There'll be a nine people here. We're fine. And plus the games at seven, we're getting here at three 30 cause he's here. And it was right after weird free FM and yep. he had just gotten um, elected into the hall of fame. And she had a Tony Gwynn baseball card and she wanted to get it signed. And so we go and it's the first time like you see it, Right. And she starts talking a mile a minute and giggling and laughing the whole thing. And I started laughing because I was like, that's probably how I talked to him the first time yeah. I met him. And probably how Dave talked to him and everybody else talked to him. But it was just funny seeing her be as impacted as she was by meeting Tony. And Tony, being the guy that he is, said, Hey, listen, you know, I've got this card. And he said, I'm going to sign this card. Because there was a friend at her work that wanted a different card signed. He goes, look, I'm going to sign these uh, two cards for your friend. And he goes, this is for you. And he goes and gets a baseball and signs it for her. Yeah. Tony Gwynn, it's the picture that I use today on social media, Hall of Fame 2007. And I said, hey. He said, we've been friends for a long time. I said, do you have another one of those? He goes, ah. He goes, I got like 15, but I got to give him to Dietz. I go, Dietz? <laughs> what a dick. He's not going to know if you gave him 15 or 14. I go, for Christ's sake, if he says anything, I'll buy another baseball and bring it over. He goes, he might know. I go, there's not a rat's ass chance that he's going to know. And he laughed. And he gave him the baseball. There you so, go. So my late great friend, Jim Dietz, my apologies to the family. But yeah, that was just it. How nice he was, you know? And he just... He talked to her like they'd been friends forever. Tony Jr. talked to her like they'd been friends forever. And it's just like, man, uh, that family is just some kind of special. Do you have one particular one that stood out? Man, there are a million of them.
0: You know, I, I've always talked about how great he's been to me and, and to my kids and my you know, and everything else. He's been outstanding. The one thing that it makes me think all the time is, you know, Tony Gwynn Jr. And so, yeah. Because Tony Gwynn Jr. is just great. And you talk about the laugh, and the one thing Tony Gwynn Jr. has, he almost has the laugh completely down, you know? Right. By the way, Jason Hayward looks just like Spencer Hayward in in Winning Town.
1: He kind of (laughs) does.
0: So, um, anyway, so I always think about this when uh, Kobe Bryant was just with the Lakers, and Tony Gwynn Jr. was a big Laker fan, and and Tony was a basketball fan. Uh, I used to take him up to Laker games. Yep. And I would go to his house and I would pick him up, and uh, you know, Alicia would open the door and I would take this kid up to Laker games. And we'd go to a Laker game. And on the way home, I would drop him off at his grandmother's house, Tony's mom's house in Long Beach. And it was no big deal and, and everything else. And I got along with the kid fine. And, you know, still to this day, I consider him, him a friend and, uh, and I think about him all the time. Today, I did not ride him. I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a very depressing day for me. I feel terrible that his dad's not here you know being on on one of the ends of it i know what it feels like so you know it, it they were such a good father son group of kids mm-hmm. and and if you went to a game early and you saw his son running around and there was this stuff you all the of. time to imagine being on a major league field while your dad's next to you and yeah. shagging balls how great it was i didn't i didn't reach out to dad i know he, was yeah, he said
1: to me because that's been a good day it was sad not to hear from dave sorry
0: dave let me down but i used to think about this and go Dude, I was in my 20s, and I'm driving to Poway to pick this kid up (laughs) and taking him to Laker games and then (laughs) dropping him off in Long Beach. You know, it's dark. It's dark. I mean, dude, Tony has no idea. Look, I'm not a whack job like Jeff wants Uh, to let everybody know.
1: uh, Come
0: on. But, dude, let's be honest, Jeff. Would you let some guy that you've never been to his house or knew a ton about him pick up your son and take him what's supposed to be two hours away? No, to a game and spend let's say seven eight hours with them, and a then chance. say, "Hey, make sure you drop him off at my mom's." No way, right? Probably you know I'm shooting off to you know Vegas. You have no idea where yeah. I'm going. Tijuana,
1: and going I, down to the cockfights,
0: and it wasn't. And his wife was accepting of it too. Like she opened yeah. the door. All right, take my favorite thing. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put responsibility on you. I don't oh, know if boy. you're a shitty driver. Fuck. I don't know anything about you. And the fact that that was the relationship, it was so crazy that Tony not only was always great to me, the yeah. fact that he had faith in, in me, because I, I know as a parent, mm. I would never allow somebody to do that. You wouldn't do it. No. You would have let me do it today. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't pick up Jack and Kate and take them to my mom's house. He said, like, no fucking way am I doing that. I'm not just Dave. <laughs> no, but it, it, it was funny. We had a great friendship. Yeah. And, and amazing. And because of uh, uh, that, I always say uh, he's the main reason I lasted so long in this town. And um, yeah, I tell you what, if, he, if Tony was alive today, there's no way in hell I'd pull this Padre bullshit card. You know? Your What's TV going on, up Well, what are you doing? Why do you turn the volume on? What's wrong with you?
1: What are you doing over there? I was like, what the hell am I hearing? Uh, then, <laughs> no, seriously
0: though, right? Uh, I can't best. pull this Padre bullshit if Tony was alive. This Twitter oh, thing, this oh, game I play.
1: Oh, he'd kill you. He'd, he'd kill love me. it. I hundred percent wouldn't do it. He'd kill me. He would love it. He would absolutely see the humor in it, and then he'd. Oh yeah, he'd kill you. <laughs> but it'd be funny to have him come down here and just tell a story. I mean, that's the thing I miss yeah. the most is just kind of like I said today, and I said this to Junior because I did check in as a friend. Um, I said he was always the first guest, and where whichever radio station, right? Either local or national. Yes. And I have a CD, it's super funny, um, because they keep showing the clip from January 9th 07, when he got into the Hall of Fame, and I feel like this show was like January 6th, it was a few days before, and we talked to him, and he wasn't convinced that he was going to get voted in. Yes. And I have it on CD, and it's just the funniest show to listen to, and it's him, and then the other guest on that show is Mike Tuck. Oh, wow. And it's so goddamn fun. Because, yeah, I mean, Mike's, Mike's not in good health and another guy we loved and was great for us. But, yeah, Tony, Tony was just, it, it's the thing that we said, right? Like you always described him. Uh, for a lot of people that didn't get the chance to know him and as lucky as you and I were to call him a friend, I mean, absolutely call him a friend, uh, he was exactly the guy and might be even better than the guy you wanted him to be. Right? Yeah. Just incredible. Uh, Then the other birthday today is the great Lisa Ann. Yes. Now, if you follow her on social media, it's weird. You would have had no idea that it was her birthday month. Goddamn kid's been promoting it for 11 weeks. So when it finally happened today, you're like, wait, today's the day? Today's the day. But how about that little twerp turning 50 years old today? Now, did you message her? I did. Yeah, of course you did. You can't message Junior, but of course, pervert that you are. I
0: already messaged Junior. Not only did I message him, I just called him by accident. Oh, Fuck. that's really good. He's, you happy? Maybe you know he's working. He's working. I know. God dang it. So what I did, I pushed the wrong button, and I called him. Did you just hear, hear me yell, oh, shit, just a second ago? I literally just called him. You fucking jerk.
1: Uh, but this was what I did today, Dave. This is what's so funny about Lisa Ann and... The world we live in in 2022, right? Yes. So I sent a message out. I sent this to her To it, sent it to her. I said, just for fun today, playing Family Feud, I sent out a message to 10 random friends. And I said, if you had a porn star for a friend who turns 50, what do you get them for, your, for their birthday? I wanted to see the ideas. I thought, oh, we'll get some funny. These are very funny people I sent this to. I didn't get one answer, except really? for our friend Joe Carlo, who wrote back and said, you know what she'd love from you guys? Flowers. Send her flowers. Beautiful flowers. Because she would dig that. And I said, well, that'd be great. If you knew where she was. Yeah, I think we got a P.O. box for her. No, it's not just that. She's like, she travels more than anybody. She's back. I know. She's back in New York City yeah, back today. Back in
0: New York. But, uh, By the way, she does this for any whack jobs out there. She posts pictures, at and she releases them at different times to not let you know on purpose. Well, and that's what I said to
1: yeah. Joe, I go, very cool idea. Yeah. But I go, probably every weirdo in New York City, and I know there's one or two, yeah. is probably hanging around with flower. Hey, what's up? Look who I got for you. Joe's like, yeah, that's a pretty good point. But the other nine ghosted me. Oh. They could not give an idea... And I said it, I go, it was kind of funny. Like, oh, I can't give birthday ideas like that. Well, what the fuck? Send her a bobblehead. Who knows, right? Who knows? Send her a goddamn, your video library card. I don't know, whatever. She's just, but you got certain things, Dave, even in 2022 are still taboo for anybody. And I know she gets it, but I just was like, I mean, I'm excited cuz I got her book and I'm going to read it. I'll read Jesus it. Christ. You son of a bitch, I'll read it before City on Fire. How about that? Now Ted's going to be I doubt mad at you me.
0: will. You won't. I might
1: not. But dude, read it I, on the plane. Yeah, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? Oh boy. <laughs> You're gonna be like that guy on the plane who asked
0: the girl Hey, you mind if I jerk off? And she just puts her arms in there. Go ahead. And then he does and didn't, didn't ask the other 300 to get people on the plane. Yeah, that no. Was, did you hear that was his argument back? No. Yeah. You heard Where the, was this? The guy, you heard the story a couple weeks ago. No. The guy that got arrested for jerking off on the plane four times. And they Four go, times. Four times. Guy's a mess. Fuck. Do <laughs> you get bonus miles? He's like, He's lucky to pop the top off of that
1: thing like a champagne give, bottle. They should have given him, like, a $200 SkyMall gift gift card.
0: That's he, impressive. He goes, what's the issue? He goes, I asked the lady next to me if she mind, and she just threw her arms up in there. Like, she didn't she did say, yes, go ahead, or by all means. She just put her arms in there like, you well, fucking what about kidding the, me. What but about the one to the yes. left? He was on the aisle, I guess. And so uh, so he, he, did, he goes, sorry to get permission from everybody else on the plane. But the lady next to me didn't seem to mind. And she's her her oh, response was, well, I don't think he was going to do it four times.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, was Son a, of a gun, he had the ache. Dude,
0: he had the ache. He was a mess. A he, total mess. He was the guy at, at the fucking stadium and shit in the end zone. Fucking near the Charger game. It was that guy. Yeah, so anyway. Um, so with Lisa Ann, the funny yeah. thing is you said she posted pictures nonstop. Yeah. It's what she does. We know she has a photographer that follows her around. It's great. Right. Just this young girl that that couldn't be nicer and, and is helpful to her. But on on today being the day, the pictures she posted yeah. were naked. Uh, with the balloons blocking, you know, the private parts. Okay. You, you saw it right yeah. on Instagram. Okay. How many people do you know at age fifty right. who say, Fuck it, go naked? Let's see Dude. how I held up. Good for
1: her. Good for her is right. You look at pictures of her, man, and it's like like when she's doing her podcast yeah. or she does whatever she's doing. Dude, she's gorgeous. She looks amazing. But like I said, what's pretty funny is- I do so- have a complaint about
0: her podcast. I don't know if we bring it up to her.
1: Well, good luck. Yeah. Don't. It's, a, it's
0: bizarre. Have you heard the podcast? Mm. Men Do Better? Mm. It's basically rips all of her fans. Her whole show is ripping <laughs> her fans. Well- Her feverish masturbators. And she just like what dirtbags everybody is. I'm like, these dirtbags are the ones that made you rich. <laughs> They
1: fucking love it, those weirdos. Just smacking them around. <laughs> They're like those... Uh, what the hell are they called? The gimp No, Pulp think. Fiction. <laughs> She's just punching them in the face. You suck. I know. Now, what are those idiots called
0: that like to be domi- dominated? Yeah, like I, Nicole Bass used to do? Yeah. There's a name for it. I
1: don't know. God, I don't know any of that. Fuck, well, it's like that shit that just happened, man, with Bauer. Like so much weird shit. I don't know Garbage freaks me out. Hey, you know what I'm gonna do tomorrow, Dave? I'm gonna go over to Sally's house, and guess what? No joke, she's gonna beat the shit out of me. Well, goddamn, that sounds fun. What happened? Oh, that's great. Oh my God, come dude. in the next day. Hey, you're limping. Yeah, oh boy, Sally was on her game last night. Oh, I'm a little tight. <laughs> you got the icy hot over there on the shelf? Let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, what the fuck's going on here? But, no, don't say anything stupid, because uh, August 1st, we said it. August 1st, 23. Schmoes. I'm, the schmoes, right? I don't know what that yeah, term that's is it. like. I would tell you if I knew the term. Sure I, you would. I would. But I call everybody a Well, not yeah. everybody, but you used to call everybody a schmo.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what Nicole Bass used to always say. God, The schmos oh. would pay them. And then she like,
1: suffocate you. I don't like that. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun. Nothing about that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. I forget should have it.
0: never looked this up
1: on the computer. I know. I wish you hadn't said to me. Now I don't feel that well. Yeah, it's going to be knocking on my door. Good. Did good. you just look up smoke? Yeah, get out here. <laughs> i start smacking you around. Uh, that'd be a cool story, though. <laughs> Coyle could write that for book 11. <laughs> uh, no, but good for her. Yeah. I
0: do want you to finish the guiding book so she can come on. Fuck, she's supposed to be on three months ago. All right, I'll read
1: it. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, your your follow through sucks. I know. It's so bad. By God, it's signed. Smells good. Okay. <laughs> Did you do the perfume thing to? Yeah, of course. She's a friend. Yeah. Come on. Else. Well, wish her happy birthday. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, What a weekend. Yeah, I got what a lot a, to ask you. What a couple of days. Uh, it, it really started last Tuesday, but I'll tie last Tuesday into last Friday. Uh, last Thursday night, Dave, I just got to say, you and I are so incredibly lucky to have friends in our life that have been in our life for a long time. So I went to dinner for Cinco de Mayo yeah. with Katie Temple. I got to tell you, when was the last time you just go went to a dinner, one-on-one, talked, had a drink, had dinner, laughed your ass off the whole entire night, and you look down and you realize that you've been at dinner for three and a half hours. Dude, never. 19, 1991, right. dude, never. Sat, we went and, We went to OB. Yeah. Thanks to- Fine parking? Yeah, no problem. Right out front of the restaurant. That's not a good sign. Uh, it was great. Thanks to classy Billy Blassie. he look out for you? He did. Okay. Said, so, Palais? No. Temple? No. Yes, Data, probably not, but because she signed off on you, fine. So goddamn fun to just hang out and just talk about everything going on, but just laughing, thinking about, you know, we kind of came in. You, me, like, think about all of us that came in together. You, me, Brownman, Temple, right? Ernie was kind of at that same time. Like, there was a whole group. Costa wasn't far behind us, but... Uh, Crystal, like the whole group. And you're still friends 25 years later. That's pretty exciting. So that was very cool. And then uh, Friday, it started with Tuesday, and then it went with Friday. Yeah, We've talked for years that I've wanted to see Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam was always a band I wanted to see. We are going to see them a couple of years ago, and then COVID kind of killed it. And last Tuesday, Dave, I was sitting at work. It was like three 30 and I went onto the Ticketmaster app and I found two tickets for the show on Tuesday night for a hundred bucks a ticket right at like what the five yard line would be. Yeah. So I pulled the trigger on that, called my son Cade. I go, Hey man, last minute change of plans. I said, you want to go see Pearl jam tonight? And he goes, yeah, but he goes, dad, I don't know a lot of songs. I go, it's cool. I go, just go, because I want you to be there with me. And he goes, yeah. All right, I'm in. So we go to San Diego State, and he said, who's opening? And I said, it's a guy that used to be a guitar player for the Chili Peppers. And he goes, oh, okay, that's cool. 7.30, the lights go dark, and a guy comes out with an acoustic guitar. And My son's like, who's this? I'm like, ah, it must be the opening act. And you hear this voice and he goes, uh, hey, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who showed up early. I go, dude, that's better. I said to Kate, I go, that's Eddie better." And he sits down and he plays Warren Zevon, keep me in your heart, for a yeah. while. And I said to Kate, I go, dude, no matter what happens for the rest of the night, 100% this is worth it. Because What's his version better? His
0: version. I better. Sounds think Warren Zevon's version is great. Like, well, there are other people that sing the song that do a better job than he does.
1: Yeah, but, when you, but you remember, Dave, as a Letterman guy. Warren Zevon went on David Letterman's show, yeah. was dying of cancer, and sang this song that he written, wrote for his kids. Letterman was really tight with Warren Zevon. When Letterman gets the Mark Twain Award, Eddie Vedder comes out and says, Dave, thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known Warren Zevon, and I get to play it. And so Vetter plays it at the Mark Twain and then played it again on the Stern show when he told the whole story. So uh, I'm just telling you, you know, as it's a song from a father to his kids, when you're sitting there with your son, who even just by two minutes is your oldest son, and you're not expecting that song to be played, like you go, fuck, this is pretty wild. You crack. Right? I did not cry. Pussy. Liar. You're the pussy. Big puss. Um, <laughs> But we were like, this is great. So then the opening act starts, and then Vetter comes out. Yeah. And Dave, it was so fun, because all night long, he's talking about Encinitas. He's got a 91X t-shirt on. He's talking about San Diego radio stations. Is he really wearing a 91X yeah. t-shirt? Oh,
0: my God.
1: And he said, "He said, hey, man, it's really cool to be here in this venue. He said, I always knew it as Cox Arena. I thought that was a great name. Who doesn't like Cox? He said, now it's Viejas Arena. Yeah, crowd's like, hey, Eddie. Yeah, chill. Watch it. Yeah, what are you doing? Kids here. Come on. Rain it in. It's Larry Flint.
0: too. Let's relax here.
1: But he said the last time they had played there in 2013, his brother worked up in the lights. And he said his brother recently passed away. And he said, I didn't know until I came today that Vieja Serena has put in a plaque up uh, in tribute to his brother. And his mom was there, his brothers were there, like everybody was there. It was really fun and then uh where do they put the plaque it's up in like where his brother was like up in up in the uh like catwalk uh-huh. okay yeah but he said he goes it's perfect because that's where my brother worked he goes that's where he would have wanted it and he said like he goes yeah the last time we played here i could look up and i could see him giving me the finger <laughs> like he's looking down giving me the finger and he said my brother told me after the show there were about three different times i could have taken a piss on you <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and uh but he, he just, he talked about Sandy Deguito, talked the whole thing, and it was really fun. And then um, one of my sons, and I love Better Man, and so as the night's wrapping up, he comes out, Encore plays Better Man, and I knew I was going to see him again on Friday, so I yeah. said to Kate, I go, how long you want to hang? He goes, Dad. He played the song he liked at the start. He played the song we like right here. He goes, what if we wrap it right here? i go done so we got out and the only thing we missed in the encore at san diego state was alive which is cool but there were a couple other songs so then uh jack and i go to the forum on friday yeah same thing he comes out plays uh won't back down by tom petty which was yeah. really cool and he played some different songs you like
0: it let me ask you Did you like it
1: yeah, I'm not a Tom Petty fan. I know. I
0: wanted to see if you remember me saying that. When Tom Petty died, you ripped the shit out of him on this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like some things, but
0: like a lot of the other stuff, like. Nah. It's funny. You put it on Instagram live. Like, I'm watching you, you show. Yeah. And then as I'm watching I'm like, I wonder if this was, because I know you weren't a Tom Petty fan. I was thinking, I wonder if Jeff walked into a karaoke place and someone was singing this right now, just like this. Yeah. If Jeff would have gone, fuck, this is why I hate karaoke.
1: My son told me a very funny story on the drive up that goes right along that lines. And he said, um, he was talking about driving around, listening to his mom or driving around with his mom and listening on the radio. Yeah. And he said, this was kind of unsolicited and he goes, you know, there's a major difference between driving with you and driving with mom. And I go, yeah, what's that? He goes, well, songs come on. And mom just lets it play. And he goes, I sit in this car, and it's a constant game that I play, which is, when will dad say, no goddamn way? <laughs> and he goes, you got kind of a wide range. You know, there'll be times where you know, maybe they get a word out or, you know, a couple of verses or a couple of lines. I'm sorry, a couple of lines, maybe get to the chorus. But he goes, the other day, the other day it was amazing. He goes, it was literally two words and you were out. He goes, that's your new record. And he goes, at least as far as I know. Right now, he goes, yeah, I just sit in the back seat. And a song comes on and I just know how oh, dad hates this song. You see how <laughs> far he stays with it. And he goes, and then that same song comes on in the car and mom is just talking and talking I'm like, the song sucks. Like, is she ever gonna change it? And it just keeps playing and playing. I'm like, oh, dad would lose his mind if he <laughs> was in the car right now. So uh, so we laughed, but they did a different kind of setup there. He didn't play the Warren Zevon song. Okay. But he played black, which he hadn't played down in San Diego, which was really fun. And he played Yellow Lead Band. Oh, so I told Jack I want to stick around because I want to see him play alive. So he put all the lights on, they play alive, and he tells this story. Dude, he told two stories, Dave, that were so funny, just really quickly. He said, if you ever want to feel out of place, walk around a college campus as a 57-year-old guy with a mask on. And he said, that's what I did Tuesday. And he said, I went into the college bookstore, and the kid working goes, hey, you kind of look like, what's his name? And he goes, I looked at him and said, who's, what's his name? And he said, the kid said, Oh my God, it's the voice. It's you. It's you. It's you. And he said, That kid's name was Greg. And he goes, turn that spotlight on. And he points up, and there's just this little nerdy kid. He goes, Hey, Greg, I told you I'd get you in here tonight. <laughs> and this kid starts jumping up and down, Dave. Just this is little nerdy college kid. I told you, Greg, I told you I'd get you in here. It was the funniest shit, right? But then he was getting ready to play alive and he told this story. He said, Uh, Two brothers went to see him at, at, uh, at Newport Beach yeah, uh, or at Doheny Beach. And he said he got a letter afterwards that the one brother had a major, like, shoulder and neck pain. Turned out he had a massive tumor, brain tumor. And he said, uh, brother goes in, surgery. They don't think he's going to make it. He comes out. And he said to the other brother, we're fucking making that show May 6th. And he goes, they're here tonight. And they put the lights on him and he dedicated a live to that dude. And so, I mean, it's pretty wild. So we thought that was it, but we start walking out and we're out front of the forum. And all of a sudden they start playing yellow lead better, which is the song about a guy whose brother gets killed in the war. And the, the guy who gets the letter is kind of a grunge guy. And he goes for a walk. He's in denial. And there's an old couple that has the flag and he kind of waves to him and they ignore him because they don't think it's, you know, their kind of kid. They think he's just kind of a thug. And uh, frustration because his brother just died in the war. Like a pretty wild song. And what I was saying to Jack and Kate is song I really like about two brothers, the relationship between two brothers. And a bookend with Tuesday Night about a dad to his kid. So, fuck Dave, I, I don't, you know, they're guys that are like, oh, you know, he played Wild Green Onions and that's so awesome. It's the B-side. I don't know any of that shit okay i, I don't i don't know all the deep cuts I, I don't know any of that shit all i know is what i said to my sons tonight is i've waited to see those guys for 20 years yeah and i did it one night with cade where yeah seeing better man was awesome but seeing the Warren evan song with cade seeing yellow led better about the two brothers with jack two cities two shows i go fuck man you get a dave as a dad it's it's what we posted. You know, it's the motto this show. It's the motto that I live with my sons, which is nobody remembers when you stay home. And like I said to them tonight, man, unfortunately, in this world, we learned that shit ends really quick. And I, I sent them both uh, different versions of the song, not the live ones, but I sent them the Vetter from the Mark Twain Award. Yeah. I sent a, a live version of Yellow Ledbetter where they're playing in front of like 100,000 people. And I said, man, forever. This song, when I hear it, it'll bring me back to that night. And I go, it's probably two of the greatest nights of my life. So yeah, it was fantastic. What did um, what was the forum like to hear to hear a concert? Unbelievable. That's what I heard. And Jack, as a sports fan, was so geeked out to be in there. Yeah, because we drive by. We've been to SoFi, but he's like, he was so excited to be in the forum. He was bummed they didn't play Better Man. It's like the one song he knows. But when I talked to him today and said, hey man, like, like we'll see him again. But I go, dude, go listen to this song, What's all about. And, and he's like, no, that was really cool. And then we looked at the set list from Saturday night. And they played Better Man and 90 songs. I didn't. How did you not know that song? dude? That, that's from, you know, the Jeremy album. And it was the B cut. Fuck. Like, Get out of here. Call it. Call the guys at 91X. I don't know any <laughs> of that shit. Okay. Yeah, and a friend of mine sent me a text. How about this shit? And a friend of mine sent me a text on uh, Wednesday, and he goes, "Hey man, it's cool. you saw Pearl Jam. Too bad the set list sucked." <laughs> I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, set list wasn't that great." Here's a uh, here he is at Doheny singing with uh, Brandy Carlisle. Who the fucks Brandy Carlisle? So I wrote him back. I go, "Hey, why don't you go down to fucking lose records with your other dork friends?" And complain that the lead singer of the Go-Go's didn't come out. <laughs> and then go fuck yourself. I go, nobody. I go, you fucking weirdo. Well, I didn't think I was being a weirdo. I go, okay, well, I didn't want to call you a douche. But I guess you did. I go, who the fuck does that? I'm out having a night with my kid. Like, the first three songs. Kate's like, do you know the song? I go, no. But I like it. Kate goes, yeah, I do too. I just wondered if you knew the title to it. And fuck, nah, I have no idea. We'll look it up tomorrow. But, yeah, who the fuck writes you shit like that? I don't know. That's, that's
0: the door to open. Probably a schmo. Probably a fucking schmo is right. <laughs> Probably a fucking schmo. How did, uh, how did the Mother's Day weekend go?
1: And Mother's Day was great. I took her out to see Brian Regan at Harrah's. Yep. Dave, that guy's so fucking funny. And this was cool. We just went to dinner. We're at Harrah's. And it was really nice because this thing finally wraps up in two weeks. It's finally done. And uh, we went and had a drink, and it was really kind of good to just say, hey, listen, here's just some shit that was going on at the end. But what wraps up in two weeks? We're finally, everything's done. The we divorce f- is finally? Final, yeah. Told this I, is the
0: it. longest divorce I told her, I have of we, all we, time. People we, ask me this question all the time.
1: I laughed the other day. I said, what lasted longer, uh, the elevator being broken on Big Bang Theory, yeah, no or shit. you and me? And she goes, fuck, I think you and me.
0: Dude, you know what's the craziest thing is – you um you you file, or you and your wife file in for divorce and my sister filing in for divorce were about the same time. Yeah. Okay. My sister's been remarried for almost two years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's we had that's wild, dude. Well, what happened was we got hit by COVID. Yeah. But then my job kept changing. And then yeah. one of the attorneys, unfortunately, one of the attorneys passed away. My my wife's attorney passed away. Yeah. And then everything got reset. So yeah, you get all your finances turned yeah. in. And then you get a significant raise and you're like, oh, I got to change everything. And then everything goes back. But it was it was cool, Dave, to be there. Just me and her talking about a bunch of different shit. But to say, hey, listen, these were some of the things I was dealing with in 2016 that you didn't really that I couldn't talk to you about. And I go, I know they bothered you at the time. And I go, I'm just letting you know. And so you waited this long to tell her. Um, I mean, I think she knew a little bit of it, but I just think finally, now at the end, when it's wrapping up, yeah, because you're like, hey, this is where it's at yep. and she and she was great. So when we had a blast, Brian Regan was really fun, and then yesterday we just we took her to a movie, we took her to the Nick Cage movie. Oh, how was it? It's all right?
0: I knew it. All right, see, Not, It has to be a home run if your name's on it, like Nick Cave did this, dude. Like this could I, be a big mistake in his career.
1: But the one I told her we're gonna watch, I think we're gonna watch it Thursday night, is Honeymoon in Vegas. Did you ever see yeah, Honeymoon? I have, in, of course. With him and yeah, the Flying <laughs> Elvises, dude. Right, fucking great yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, and then we just we went had uh. We went and hung out Coronado, and then went down to Village Pizza gonna, and just
0: killed I'm, it. I'm sorry, you're gonna see the movie with her or with the boys too. I'm gonna get yeah. I'll, they
1: dude, they can watch like it. 32 right,
0: 32 years old. That movie, it's an old ass movie. Isn't that or, funny? Your boys might hate it. I dude, he's so. I think your boys would like Raising Arizona better.
1: Nick Cage is so goddamn funny in Honeymoon in Vegas. It's I don't know. Movie. We'll see.
0: It's an old movie. Imagine if you know you're growing up, and your mom said we're gonna go but see the, a movie from
1: the 40s. Oh. Yeah, it's the same Dude, thing. Dude, Mr. Miyagi's in that movie. He's remember he, too. Remember he loses his shit yelling at Miyagi in Hawaii? Yeah. Moving all around. God oh. damn it, this lament. Ah. <laughs> this lament. Fuck. <laughs> I thought they traded this guy. fuck is going on here?
0: <laughs> my, my kid just opened the door shaking checking his head. Shit. Yeah. I
1: don't need it out of you, Fluger. What'd you guys do for Mother's Day?
0: He, uh, we, we went over to... Uh, I'm laughing my ass off because Josh is a Padre fan too. He went back, but he opened yeah. the door. Just when you said this lament, he just opened the door, just shaking his head. Yeah. Like, doing the same thing you just said. God, this kid's lost it. We went over to my my niece's house and uh, we, we saw about, uh, we saw about 20 family members and stuff. The highlight, nice. the highlight of the day was um, my nephew's son, who's seven years old. Okay. And we we'll walk in and he's, all cut up from like no joke from his forehead all the way down to his shin is he's he was in an accident you could tell something bad happened shark and so no not not a shark and i'm like what the hell happened um and so he uh he he's all all beat up and um i go wait what happened to you? he goes i was on my scooter and i was going down a really steep hill oh and i went face first into the cement and obviously dragged all the way down from his Uh-oh. forehead, all the way down to basically his shin and just huge. I mean, his whole nose is all cut up. Everything. He look it looks terrible. And I go, were well, you wearing a helmet? And he says, I was going to wear a helmet, but grandpa said only pussies wear helmets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I looked at Josh and go, how in the fuck did you not record that? Like, you record everything. How is that not recorded? How old is the nephew? Seven. Because it's clear as day, just like I just said. And my grandpa said, don't wear that helmet. Only pussies wear helmets. And who's grandpa? It's Rita's brother. (laughs) And so... I walk over, he's sitting at the table, and you know, he's sitting there. And uh and I go, hey, your grandson just told me what happened. And he goes, Yeah. And everyone's listening. He says he would have wore a helmet, but he says his grandpa said only pussies wear helmets. And now it was back on him. I was like, What? Yeah. You talked him out of taking his helmet off? Like it's it's his fault. Yeah. And so uh, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? And he also told him, I don't wear a seatbelt whenever I'm in the car. Oh, no.
2: I'm like, dude, you. Oh, no. This
0: poor kid's getting the worst advice of all time. <laughs> completely fucked up.
1: Completely.
0: Yeah, com- completely fucked up. So I call my mother on Mother's Day. Okay. okay. I, no joke, dude. This is how it goes. I call her at eight in the morning. Yeah. Okay. This is what I get. Hey, mom. Eight, your time or eight? My her- time. My time. Yeah, perfect. Okay. She's two hours ahead. Hey, mom. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to call. <laughs> And I go, are you fucking serious right now? And I, I was so pissed that she had that response. I love it. Eight in the morning isn't early enough for me. Like, I blew the whole fucking day. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when you were going to call. Completely pissed at me. What time did Lisa called? That's a whole other story, dude. I don't think Lisa. Lisa didn't call her. They're they're in a fight. So, dude, I put on my fucking phone, dude. I'm not joking, dude. If, for 2023, Mother's Day, 12.01. Yeah. I'm calling my Perfect. mom next year. I'm going to wake her ass up. Perfect. Hey mom, happy Mother's Day. Twelve oh one. Fuck you. Fuck you. Can even call two hours earlier. You so call it at ten. Here's how fucked up things are. All right. So I, I, I send her flowers and I send her a card and everything, and yeah. she writes me today. She didn't get. She didn't get the card on time. She writes me today. I just want to tell you I got. I got your card, and you always send the best cards ever. I really appreciate you thinking about me. And I said I'm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, mom. I love you. Know what she writes back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She never ends a phone call with "I love you." She never says it, and yet, okay, okay. I got a kid on my baseball team at Benita. Yeah. Who barely speaks English. Yeah. And I'll say, "Hey, hit me a home run." Okay. Okay. And then he at least does it. Yeah. Fuck this. This, this okay is the response I get from an "I yeah. love you." Yeah. I think so. I think <laughs> it's you, dude. If I would have said to me to you, "What do you think her response was?" Would you have guessed "Okay"?
1: Yeah. Pretty
0: much. If you said it to your kids when they got out of the car, "Hey, Kate, I love you," and say it every day, and to, well, has he ever responded with "Okay"?
1: No. <laughs> if he said "Okay," wouldn't it piss you off? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mistaken for the devil. Hey, I forgot to ask. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was in L.A. Yeah. How was the great? Did you watch it? How did, I did they, watch it?
0: How did uh, the on the air show come up? It came out. Came out good. Uh, Randy. Do uh, they
1: still have Dave and Ken?
0: No, they changed that to that up. Fuck!
1: You should have let him
0: keep I it. I called him because the original thing was they sent me the cut first to the show. You saw it, and it yeah. said uh, Dave Palais from the Dave and Ken Show, and I go, "Hey, who the <laughs> fuck's this?" And so they they changed it out, and they go, "Dave and Ken's a show in Seattle." I'm like, "What
1: the no, fuck? Where? Bullshit!"
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. So now uh, they changed it to Dave and Jeff. It was fine. It was fine. My favorite part was, and, it, and it, I'm
1: amazed they could fix that.
0: Yeah, no, they fixed it quick. Within five minutes, it was fixed. The thing that uh, that cracked me up was it came across there, but I don't know if anyone outside of Mike Costa caught it. Was it the end of the show? Yeah. A girl comes out, and they wish her a happy Mother's Day, mm. and they bring her flowers and a cake, and the whole deal. It's Mother's Day. And she goes, well, I guess it's only fitting since I'm the only mother on this show. And I said, Mike's first name is Mother. And Mike <laughs> caught it right away, dude. Starts laughing. So only Mike knows I called him a motherfucker right on TV, but I don't know if anyone else caught it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, oh, oh yeah. So here real quick about my mom. Yeah. She calls me the other day, Thursday morning. Okay. Okay. And she says, this is the day after you and I did our last show. Yeah. And she's not a Patreon subscriber. No. She says, Hey, just want to let you call me at six o'clock in the morning. I got Sean Walsh up right next to me. She can hear, he can hear through the phone. Yeah. Hey, I just want to let you know I heard your show.
1: Oh, is that right? And Thank I'm, you.
0: I'm like, shit. Well, I was thinking, do you remember the joke that, that I made that I thought I crossed the line last week? Yes. The pools. The yes. Alan Taylor pools. You said on special pools, Alan Taylor's going to build a pool in the shape of your mom. Yeah. And I could. does Alan build a right. lot of pear-shaped uh, pools? Uh, of and course. I thought that's why she was calling. God, that'd be great. And I was like, no, it was that, but she was pissed. And uh. I'm like, what are you better at? I just want to say. You say fuck way too much. Yeah, I agree. You cuss
1: five times as much as Jeff. And I go, that is 100%
0: not true. You do.
1: Thank you. Jeff cusses a lot more than me. No, I'm embarrassed by it. And I appreciate Ruth having my back. Why can't you just say, hey, thanks, mom. I'll take that. Why don't you just tell her, okay. I I,
0: (laughs) should have told her, okay. Then she says this line. Okay. She says, I say cocksucker like I'm handing out candy on Halloween. (laughs) I've never heard my mom say cocksucker ever. She says, you say cocksucker nonstop. <laughs> and I say, I do not. She says, 100%. You, you sound like you can't say it enough. What is your issue?
1: What is your issue is right.
0: And Sean, I thought it was going to fall in the bushes. dying laughing, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. Can you move it? I say cocksucker like I'm handing out candy on Halloween. That is so true. And that was why so she was pissed. It's the only time she's ever called me about any of our shows. I don't think she ever listened to a show. I go, no. what made you listen? She goes, it showed up on my phone. That was it, but yeah, you you don't cuss compared to yeah. me. Is what she said. That is absolutely ridiculous. She's the only person in the history of a, as a listener to ever say that I cuss more than you. Yeah, not that's true. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, hang what, on. what are you looking for? I'm just sending her a note. Oh God, dang it!
1: Do you have my mom's number on your phone? She's uh Facebook friends.
0: Okay, well, good luck. She won't see that for another four months. All Happy, right. Happy. Hang on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your happy Mother's Day?
1: Yeah. Jesus, age. I hope it was a great day, and that we see <laughs> you again soon. Well, sorry for Dave's language. Sorry for Dave's luck. Is that your right, George?
0: Yeah. Oh, you I've asked
1: him to try to be better. <laughs> but he says, F off. <laughs> <laughs> Message is sent to you. Nice. Yes. Good deal. Hey, Ruth, I'm sorry I'm late. I wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I hope it was a great day and that we see you again soon. Sorry for Dave's language. I've asked him to try to be better, but he says F off. (laughs) Your mom's the greatest. She won't see this thing for two years. She will not see it for two years. But at some point, she'll see it, and I will. She'll probably tell me, hey, you watch your language, too. And I'll tell her, okay, your mom's awesome. I love your mom. All right, that's awesome. Well, for all the moms out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they did a great Mother's Day school. Like oh, Mother's Day is great. Yeah, like that was really fun. I liked all the different. Did do you pay attention on Instagram for all that for Mother's Day? Oh, I
0: do watch a lot of them. I do. I think it's a great day. I always like to see people that uh, that honor their moms.
1: Yeah, I liked that Laura Kane's daughter posted a picture of Laura when Laura was about thirteen, sitting on the couch with a cigarette and a beer. <laughs> And said, this is my mom. And Laura Kane freaked out. And I told Kaner, I said, this picture explains everything. She goes, yeah, it explains a lot. But, uh, yeah, for all the moms, man, Mother's Day is the greatest. Happy Mother's Day to all of you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, it was. It was, it was. it was a great day. Absolutely fantastic. One of the most important days of the year. I'm laughing right now because I'm looking at the Angels-Rays box score. Okay. And Josh kept telling me that his buddy who plays for the Rays might pitch tonight. And he texts me during the show, we have the Padre game on, mm-hmm. that he's coming in to pitch. I never flipped over the channel. He gave up a grand slam to Otani. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, at least he no. could say he did that. At least he'll, he
1: could say he did that. He'll remember that when he's yeah. working at the bar. No, no kidding. Um, hey, tell everybody about when you faced Otani. that's exactly what they're gonna say oh yeah that didn't work out so well oh my gosh that's exactly he hit a lot that year yeah none as far as the one you gave up you get out of here mickey you pay your tab get the fuck (laughs) out (laughs) of here yeah told
0: me a story today that killed me he's he's in town for only a few more days and he has to head, head on back to uh to nashville but he was telling me a story. He goes, man, he goes, I don't know why it took me so long to even think about this. He goes, when I was in high school, there was a kid, because I'm laughing, because your kids play high school football. Yeah. And you know how hard it is. The dedication yeah, sure. that goes into being a high school football player. They start
1: up again in like a week. Yeah,
0: it just goes and goes. Straight and through. And so it just, it's a lot. It's, a, it's time consuming. Anyone that plays high school sports, man, it takes a lot of time when you could be doing something else, especially football. Right. And so uh, he's telling me a story about this kid on his high school team at Eastlake who quit after two weeks couldn't do it anymore yep so I'm out but do do your kids do team dinners like at Eastlake they used to do team dinners every Thursday night after practice
1: not yet because they just played freshmen so that could change for JV and seniors but okay but you've heard of this right Yeah, of course yeah it was great
0: so he said this kid that quit would show up every Thursday night at the team dinner and he'd get the free food and he what's he doing there people just let it go and he says he goes this guy would show up all the time no one ever called him out and he'd sit there eat the free food and ton of shit pizza chicken whatever it's always always great kids love it and he goes at the end of the year he says like second to the last game he goes we're losing at halftime and this kid walks into the locker room while the head coach is talking with his sweatshirt on walks in like he's part of the team at halftime the coach is pissed and the coach looks over and sees him hey what the fuck are you doing here get the fuck out of here! I yeah. don't think I don't know you've been stealing food every fucking Thursday night. Yes, get the fuck out! He loses this shit. And then one of those like kind of forgets where yeah. he was at. Why he was so mad at the team for a second of the first half? But he goes, he goes, that was it. He goes, oh, he goes, that kid got away with it for like seven weeks, and that was the breaking point. Then losing at halftime and have the nerve to come walking in get with the your the sweatshirt. Out of here! <laughs> don't think I don't know you've been stealing food every Thursday night. Get the fuck out! <laughs>
2: that was your kid. I'd laugh my ass off if that happened.
1: <laughs> Coaches yelled at me. For what? In front of the whole team. Well, what the hell are you doing in there? hell out of there. You deserve that. I'd said the coach, I'd be like, dude, I owe you beers. That's funny as shit. <laughs> he gets crazy. that from his mom. Oh my gosh, it's fucking nuts. Oh,
0: damn. That's that's nuts. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, is the guy that sells real estate right now in San Diego. It is confusing right now in this market because we would talk about how how much money you can make off your property. Have things started to change a little bit? Mm. All of a sudden, you're starting to see more for sale signs. Is that a good sign? Is that a bad sign? When you are seeing inventory starting to grow, you know what's going on with the interest rates, or at least you think you might know. Brian Curry is the guy that will have the answer to all your problems. Again, talk to Brian. If you're thinking about selling your house, moving into another house is now the right time. He won't lead you astray. He'll lead you in the right direction. Again, Brian Curry's number, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: Doesn't matter where you go. Dave's right. The inventory is slowly starting to come back, whether you want to be in North County, you want to be in the South Bay, you want to be in Poway out there in the East County. Homes are starting to pop up. But the question that we always mention is, you have to make sure that the price you're paying is the right price, right? Is the market going to adjust and could that ultimately impact whatever equity you have in your property? Well, the guy knows better than anybody is Brian. 20 years he's been doing this. He's an award winner for Coldwell Banker, but I feel like the thing that you're going to learn when you work with Brian is it's probably the nicest one-on-one working relationship of anybody you're going to have. You wish your barber gave you the one-on-one treatment (laughs) that, that Brian will give you, but uh, yeah, no matter where you want to be whether you're buying or selling don't forget for your property management needs as all, uh, as property management needs as well. Give Brian a call.
0: Hey, don't forget about Taylor and May Pools with that brand new house that you're going to have, you're going to want to have the perfect pool. Again, the weather's going up into the 80s this week. Man, why wouldn't you call Alan Taylor? Taylor Made Pools, again, is the way to go. Your perfect pool in your backyard, new construction on commercial or residential, full remodels on commercial or residential, you name it, new equipment, repairs, everything you could possibly need regarding a pool. If you already have one or if you're looking for a brand new one, there's only one person to call. That, of course, is Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Ask about available financing.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, maybe in the morning when you leave for work, there's a little bit of a marine layer. You come out at work, and if uh, you work in the coastal area like I do, come out, there's a bit of that breeze coming off. You go, man, this is perfect, right? The old-fashioned Chamber of Commerce weather. But then all you got to do is look at the calendar and realize, boy, we're a month away. It's June, July, August, and, and we know... Uh, the last couple of years, man, those summer months have definitely heated up at levels that we are not used to. So if you don't want to deal with the crowds trying to get to the beach, Dave, coming home the other day on, uh, on Sunday, or actually Saturday coming home, hour and a half to get from San Clemente to get into Oceanside. Uh. Hour and a half. And that's because everybody from the north, You're skipping Capistrano or San Clemente. They want to come down to the San Diego beaches. So not only do you have to deal with your own mouth-breathing neighbors, but you got to deal with all the dummies coming from up north. Why do it when you can have that gorgeous tailor-made pool? Have that tailor-made pool put in your backyard. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to
0: finances. Again, Dan was the one to help you out. Today, as we record the show, it's Monday. Don't forget about Tuesday's uh, two-minute Tuesday video right there on YouTube. Dan will give you free advice to help you with your finances. So many different questions right now regarding your finances and how to get out of debt and purchase your first home. Dan Williams is your guy. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
1: So many doors open when your finances are in line and so many doors shut when they're not. It's really that simple and as you look ahead, whether it's uh, trying to buy that house, I mean, I think everybody has that ultimate goal of being a homeowner. And the way you do it is by getting your finances in line, your credit in line, using that borrow, uh, borrow smart, uh, repay smart theory that Dan put together. You can see the Calm video series. The link is at DaveAndJeffShow.com. But I, I just, uh, as somebody who learned it, practiced it, preaches it, Man, I absolutely love it, and there's nothing better. I I said last week I called Dan because a year ago, a car accident, I had to buy a new car, and even though all my payments were made on time, my finances were fine, I could not get my credit score back over 800. Well, finally that happened last week, and I was so excited. I just wanted to celebrate it with Dan because he really helped, and he can do the same thing for you, 858-688-6813. Kyle Flugers, who you want to talk to about your website, right now is a great time to
0: call Kyle. Number one, he's going to be in a great mood. As oh his boy. Cubs are shutting out the Padres, he's going to be in a good mood. He's, he's out there tonight. W flag right now. What he's going to put it outside of his house. Really weird how baseball works. Dodgers go right through the Cubs like nothing. Duh. Padres lose. Padres go right through the Pirates like nothing. Pirates knock off the Dodgers. Baseball yeah. is a funny sport. Kyle's your guy. Not only is he a baseball fan, but look, most importantly, you're calling Kyle not for baseball talk. You're calling him to help your business run right. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621.
1: So important to have a website that works because people continue to use it uh, for e-commerce. It's not going away. We thought it might taper off, but a lot of people have gotten used to working from home and a lot more people have gotten used to shopping from home. And uh, I don't know, Dave, man. You make your way around we were at the mall or you make your way around stores and you just look at people and you're like, do I really want to come out here and deal with this again when I can just go online? And I think that's going to be the idea that we have for a long, long time. So if your website is run by people making purchases, make sure it's working at the highest possible level and flukes can help you get there. All
0: right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Have a few for you. We're going uh, two for May 9th, one
1: for May 10th. Okay.
0: May 9th. We're going to start off with Lisa Ann.
1: Ali uh, san is fifty. Exactly right. She got one. Do we? Do we really have an idea of what yeah, she's worth? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, this is great. <laughs> God, this is great. And again, like I say, it's really frustrating that people send clips of her that's supposed to be on the internet. You know, they have that. You know, AI technology where they can superimpose anybody's face on there. <laughs> she's a radio host. Can you imagine if I text her on her birthday and said happy birthday and how much are you worth? I need it for the show. <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm gonna say she's worth I'm gonna say she's worth three million. Five million. Good honor, man. Yeah, good for her. Good honor. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Good for her. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Say he oh boy, let me think. Let's say he's 77. 73. 73. Uh 150 million. 160, pretty close.
0: Okay. Pretty close. All right. So May 10th, here we go. Bono. Oh, that's a good one.
1: I'll say uh Hey, he's 68, 70. Really? Yeah. Fuck. 400 million, $700 million. No shit. No shit. Is Dude, right. He's cool, man. We've seen them a couple of times. He's awesome. That would probably be the next one I try to do with my kids. They come through. You too. Cool. You too awesome. Okay. All right. Five random questions.
0: We'll get out of here. It's been a okay. long show. Yep. Do you use outdated words on a regular basis?
1: Uh, Yeah, probably is. Yep. um, uh, We just saw Brian Regan and he was very funny. Like if
0: you were out and you used the word cool, would kids think you're you're outdated?
1: I don't really so care. Cool. I probably use it all day. Yeah. I, I No, use it my all day. kids use it. Do they? Yeah. I think that's okay. I think if I used rad, I'd probably get
0: <laughs> somebody said rad. I think I use awesome. I say the word awesome. I, I I'll probably, text awesome.
1: Yeah, I do that too. But if I said bitchin
0: <laughs> Rad and bitchin' would put you over the top. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, any of that. Or, uh, (laughs) but, uh, their mom, their mom does shit. She's very good at it. They, their mom does shit like, uh, when they're getting on her nerve. Yeah. And she'll say, Ev, and that just sends them up the wall. Are you serious? She just doesn't fuck with them. Okay. Yeah, she just doesn't fuck with them. And they lose their mind, and then she and I laugh our ass off. We find ourselves very amusing. I don't think our kids do, but I enjoy it when I don't she think does you're
0: alone it. On that, I think a lot of parents do.
1: Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, but she, because you know, when you're a public defender, yeah. you hear a lot of different shit, and she takes it and then uses it on them, and they get very frustrated. So I enjoy that. But I uh, know I I couldn't give less of a shit. What about you? Oh,
0: I, I say cool, awesome. Yeah, all the time. I, I, yeah, the one I say that drives me nuts, I always do the 100%, which I try and stop. Yeah. But I can't stop that one. I, I'm getting better. When I yeah. say it, I get pissed on myself.
1: I do, too. It's funny. Fuck. Fuck. Jack.
0: Imagine if you're in high school, back in the back in the 80s, and yeah. a teacher asks you a question. Instead of just saying, I agree, 100%. Yeah, they'd be like, shut up. <laughs> you're bouncing a racer right off your fucking yeah. head. Yeah, shut up, Betty Haskell. <laughs> What was once said? Excuse me. What was once said, but is out of style because it was overused? Like, is there a word that was once used or a phrase that was used that you go, "Man, that was fun," but it's uh, oh my, yeah. The one that jumped in my head when I read this question was the "What's up" from the Budweiser dude. Enough of those guys.
1: <laughs> the Office clip. Yes. Yeah, I'm so thankful. I never, I never, I never was bitten by that bug. Then you would be the last guy to do it.
0: I can't ever picture you
1: doing no. it. No.
0: Someone walking in and you just going, what's up? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a million years no. would I picture you doing it.
1: No. like that's, If
0: like, somebody did it in your office now, would you laugh?
1: I would laugh. No, I'd be like, if they were on my team, I'd be like, get the hell out of here. Get out of here. right in for PTO right now. You're out. We'll see you tomorrow. Right
3: in for PTO. Yeah. You better
1: make sure you put an accurate number in, too. Get the, get the hell out of here. Um oh my god yeah um i don't know like thankfully we don't have too many of those but i can i can't think of any oh my gosh it's probably something that pops up right but not no because again like i said i have have two little 14 year old (laughs) yeah 14 year old critics that are just waiting to tee me up so yeah But I I tend to enjoy it. I
0: can see Jeff at your your work. Just get out of your chair without saying a word. Yeah. The guy by the back of a shirt. Let's go. Yeah. You're out. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. You're done for the day. What small change greatly improves a person's appearance?
1: Oh. Oh, that's good. What small change? Oh, that's funny. Um... I just say haircut, right? Yeah, haircut works. Yeah.
0: What about when someone basically it's new teeth? Oh, like you see people fix their teeth all the time. Yeah, that's a like good I one. Never, like you lived in you lived in England for a while. Yeah, I never understood why people in England don't have well, straighter
1: teeth. That that's a huge stereotype. There were plenty of people that have no issues at all, but it does feel like often like there are no orthodontists, right? Uh, what you would think? Yeah. I mean, I think you and I could just uh, start, and we could be—you know—we probably learn via YouTube videos, and we could be probably pretty successful over there. But uh, <laughs> like when you look at San Diego magazine, there's always like those two guys at like Scrubs, Dave and Jeff Dentistry, <laughs> just selling oversized veneers. Yeah, it'd be great. Just hanging out, like we know what the fuck we're doing, <laughs> but we're like, um, uh, yeah, I, I would say, that, oh yeah, yeah, that would, yeah, teeth is probably number one. I mean, my kids have braces yeah. now, and they're frustrated by it. Yeah, but it'll be worth it in then. Yeah, just say, yeah. I mean, not like you know, hire somebody, right? Yeah, but. oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you aren't waiting for them to become adults and
0: then go, Jesus, man, your teeth are a wreck. Yeah. You you give them a chance. So when they go for that job interview, people aren't just staring at them. Yeah, exactly. Who in your life is the worst at using technology?
1: Oh, I like that. Um, I like that. My dad's great. Is your dad good? My my, My dad's had, my dad got a BlackBerry. Like, he was kind of bummed when BlackBerry went away. Yeah. But he's got a Samsung phone now. Uh, my dad's great. It's probably my mom. Yeah, my mom before. But my mom is on the computer all day. And she, I got her a smart TV with Roku, and she knows how to use does all it, that. Yeah. Does your mom phone. send, like, emojis at all to you? No, thank God, yeah. no. Yeah, No, she doesn't do that. My, She was happy yesterday because my son's independently sent... Uh, my son Jack sent text messages to... Uh, my mom, uh, my friend Joe, and a couple others, just wish, uh, a friend of ours, Paige, just wishing him happy Mother's That's Day. That's nice. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Um, so I like that. But, no, we're pretty we're pretty good. I think as a whole, Jack and Kate got it down pretty well, so they, they get it figured out. Um. But my sister's cool. My sister, you know, she's doing it all.
0: Who is it for you? Oh, it's my mom, by far. My mom oh, that's thinks great! Of the smartphone is dumb. Like she, I said, she's going to be the one to break a screen on uh, on the iPhone. Like she just hits a thing so fucking hard. Oh with her shit! She's no, I don't. So have, angry at it all the time.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have anybody like uh, no, like it's that.
0: Frustrating as hell. Yeah,
1: Frustrated I don't have as anybody who still has a beta player in the house.
0: You know, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Today, it, it took. I don't know why it took this long, it, but mm-hmm. it, it's funny because Josh pays his own bills. I took Josh off my phone account today. Really, and and it was it was weird, you know, to go. I think yeah. this is the last thing I paid for for him. Yeah, he never said, "Hey, keep me on there." Yeah, but it was one of those. I was like, "Wait, well, you're going back to Tennessee? You have to do it together." If you take someone off your account, yeah. And then uh, so it was it was weird taking him off the last bill that I have with him.
1: That's really funny. Like, I wonder what happened. I mean, we talked about it. You know, in two weeks, everything's done. But like, um, she covers like the Sprint bill, and then I cover like YouTube TV and a bunch of those. I don't know. Probably just stay. The, I wonder if it'll just stay the same, or if that all goes away. That's funny. I haven't paid a. I haven't paid a cell phone bill in like. <laughs> I never paid it when we were together. Yeah. I don't think I've paid a cell phone bill in fifteen years. Then so my phone's paid off. Yeah, but it's it's fun. Like yeah, YouTube, Amazon. So if
0: you wanted to get a new phone,
1: let's say in a few years. Oh, I would just. I'd cover the payments on yeah. all that. Yeah, I mean, I would just. Yeah, whatever. If it, like this phone. My kids were like, "Guy, the phone's like a refrigerator." I have the. Uh, Note ten plus. I don't even know what number is correct for that kind of phone. Yeah. What number is so,
0: it at? What number's your phone is supposed to be at?
1: Probably like now they probably have like thirteen. Seventy-seven. Yeah, but it but it works. <laughs> Phone's great and it's paid off. Yeah. But if if I was like, oh, I'm gonna go in and get a, a different deal, i I would just buy the phone out, right? You just know what's so funny to me about
0: you not having an iPhone is that when we did that story in two thousand seven on the radio. Yeah. We did a story on what do you pay for this iPhone? Jeff described the entire Apple phone. Yeah, I loved it. And it was a, you were the only one that yeah. said I'm in. It didn't matter what it cost. Jeff was the one that was going to buy it. And yet you're the only guy I know that doesn't have an
1: iPhone. Yeah, you know why, Dave? It's just because my eyes are so fucked up and that keyboard is so small and the screen is so small. Can, I had Jeff, an iPhone You can change it. You can yeah. change the font size. I had an iPhone for years. I liked it. Because what's really funny is I always get like tech look my friend Joe, right here. I get this shit all the time. Light. Je- I got... <laughs> Something says 100% on there. Someone just wrote 100%. I just wrote it. Oh. Yeah. Because I was banned from... She trains the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. My son cheers for the Warriors. They played tonight. So I said, look, my team's struggled as of late. Do you want me to cheer for Golden State or do you want me to cheer for Memphis? She goes, I don't want you anywhere near Mem." Or I don't want you anywhere near... Golden state cheer for Memphis and golden state wins one Oh one to 98. So I called my son Jack and I go, Hey, I was told, uh, I'm supposed to cheer for Memphis tonight. You cool. If I cheer for golden state, He goes, no, your teams are a wreck cheer for Memphis. So that's all I said. My, uh, my son supported that decision. I gotta see. Did did Morant play tonight? No, he didn't. Say, okay, here's the deal, man.
0: There's some crazy shit going on. He's got got the Kavan flu. There's going, it's not his knee. No, I mean I said he had the Kavan Looney flu. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the shit that goes that's been going on in that series has been crazy. With well, the guys are saying you're breaking the code, the Dylan Brooks thing. Yeah. The Jordan Poole thing with the knee. Did you yeah. see how he grabbed his knee and pulled it? No. Yeah. So Morant uh, he, or um John John Morant has the ball and he reaches over and he grabs his kneecap and he yanks it. Who? Fuck grabbed he, whose? Fuck Poole grabbed Morant's knee. Oh, wow. And, and boom, he's injured. And you're going, hold on a second. So if, I, if I'm Memphis, I'm straight out going, as a t- Temple coach used to say. Yeah. We got goons, too. Yeah. And I'm putting in that guy on the side on the bench that fucking never takes the sweats off and saying, hey, make sure you're wearing shorts because those sweats are coming off tonight. I want you to go to break Steph Curry in half. You oh. In the first two minutes. You take our guy, we're taking your guy. No. You change the whole fucking series. You go, what the hell's going on Old here? school Bruins flyers. Uh, if it was hockey,
1: 100%. Payback. Yeah.
0: God dang ridiculous
1: By the way, did you see the Kings one last I night Because Dan wasn't it. in the building Got him out of there Thank God, dude Thank God
0: Fuck. Dan already ruined the guiding Lions
1: Lions, Red Wings Tigers Tigers, Tigers. His nephew's career <laughs> Not fair I'm not, nope You nope. don't want to be part of this Nope Nope I did not say that I did not say that Sorry, Dan. That's not me. You know who that was. Even Gavin's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even
0: Gavin said, Jesus Christ. Let's <laughs> blow the belt.
1: All right, here we go. Okay. Last question. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay.
0: What's something you're grateful your kids have zero interest in? Oh, that's uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I would say karate. If your kid's into karate, you can't watch your kid do karate because they don't want you talking as parents. You just have to watch. Like, if you go to any other sport, you can sit there and talk to other parents to pass the fucking time. Yeah, also playing the tuba. Uh, You aren't kidding. An instrument that would fucking
1: ruin your house? Any instrument. Jesus, dude. You ever met those two?
0: Imagine you had a kid that's trying to learn the harp.
1: (laughs) Right. No. Uh Uh-uh.
0: Not gonna happen. Dude, one of the guys I coach with tells me how was your Mother's Day? I goes fine. I, I go. How was yours? He goes. I got my mom something great. I got her a tambourine. She could play the hell out of a tambourine. Tambourine. I just looked at him. I said, Joey, no offense. Can you fuck up a tambourine? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. I'm like, okay, okay. You <laughs> got all yeah. mad that I said it that way, but I'm like, you
1: got her a tambourine. I made the biggest Mom's mistake. Like yeah, giving an 80 year old a tambourine. What the hell? See you out of the will, Joey. His brother's like, great gift idea. Mom, And guess what? I got mom. I got mom flowers. I got her a trip to uh, Connecticut to visit her family. And I got her an eraser so she can take you right out of that living will. You're out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tambourine. Were they out of harmonicas? Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's going on? What the fuck is going on, Huey Lewis? Enough <laughs> out of you. All right. We'll be back down here Wednesday. All right. See you Wednesday.
4: Last stop. I was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard. I-